Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. I want to spend this episode talking about the tree of totalitarianism. And I'm referring to it as a tree because as with most trees, there are different parts of a tree. And as it turns out, a lot of what people are paying attention to right now are just the berries on the tree or a singular berry that uh, gives way on the actual tree itself. And it becomes a shiny thing that people pay attention to. And you can probably guess what that particular berry that so many people are paying attention to right now in the field of education specifically, and I've mentioned it before and criticized it, called it pretend, said it really doesn't require our our voices anymore because it's so pretend. It's not even the bigger problem. That particular berry, of course, is the nonsense of critical race theory. And again, with the constant videos that are out there, and I'm not hating on the people who are doing it. That's not what I'm doing here. And I'm not criticizing that these videos are even being made and that people are commenting on them. I'm not criticizing that at all. I'm glad that a a black father stood up in a central Illinois school board and went off on the ridiculousness of critical race theory and how it's completely fake and that it can't be real. I applaud that. Good for him. He's right. And then you can again see the other zombies in the room all wearing their masks, just doing whatever they're doing, either agreeing or not agreeing. Um, same thing again with, with, uh, with another nine-year-old. Uh, the same nine-year-old has has shown up now, nine-year-old female has shown up to the same board meeting, and this particular second time, rather, she gave a, a very Im- a passionate speech again about how hypocritical the actual school board was. I'm not going to play that video because, again, it's all over the place and everybody can watch it, but again, it's, it's a good thing, and she can keep showing up and saying, courage uh, is contagious, be courageous, or however she's ending it. And again, she has more courage in her body than most parents. I want people to understand, though, that critical race theory is just the berry on the tree. There are lots of berries on the tree of totalitarianism. People have to start going for the root of the problem. They have to go for the root. And then they have to chop the tree down. That's what really has to happen. It's the only way. We cannot just pick a berry and then say, Hey, everybody, look over here. Look at this. And it matters. I'm not saying it doesn't. That has to happen because, yes, there aren't enough people who are awake. And those berries have to be picked. And they have to be shown to people. But more berries will grow in its place if you don't cut the root out. So let me give you a couple of other examples of some things, again, that happened this past week and happened over the weekend that sort of came to light as well. Rhodes College in Tennessee, and ironically enough, I applied to this particular place. Uh, glad I didn't get the job. Now I know why. Uh, Rhodes College is fining the unvaxxed students $1,500 each year if they aren't vaccinated. Again, seems completely illegal to me. Seems completely illegal. And again, this fining is, is another berry on the tree of totalitarianism. And I want to make something else clear here. At the end of this episode, or actually the majority of this episode, I'm going to bring up the work of Vanessa Hurst in Nelson County because her and the, and, and the members of that area are actually going after the root. 
of totalitarianism in their county, in their school district. And I'm going to bring up exactly what's going on because, again, she's given me an excellent update here, and I'm going to read what she has sent me because, again, this is about going after the root. It's not about picking berries and then yelling about the berry and saying, hey, everybody, look over here. It's been done before. And while it may be making slight inroads, and more and more individuals, as we know, are homeschooling, and that's an excellent thing, you're still paying, probably, depending on where you live, you're still paying taxes to the tree of totalitarianism that is American K-12 education. And until that stops and that completely ends, then you can hold up all the berries you want. It's not going to matter unless you cut the root out. So Rhodes College is doing that now for the unvaxxed. There's another story here from naturalnews.com, and this comes from Washington State as well, I believe. Uh, but it's titled, Planned Parenthood Sex Ed Flyer is telling 11-year-olds they can have sex as long as, they par- as long as their partner isn't older than 13, distributed in Washington Public School. I'm going to read through this because it needs to be read through. Again, this is a larger berry on the tree of totalitarianism, which is the point. This needs to be exposed. However, even this isn't new. This kind of stuff just isn't new. So bear with me here, because again, I'm going to get to Vanessa's work in a minute, and then we're going to be able to cut right to the root. It says, quote, A flyer telling 11-year-olds that they can have sex as long as the person isn't older than 13 was distributed earlier this week to students at Stewart Middle School in Tacoma, Washington. Angry parents contacted the school's administrators after 8th grade children brought home the graphic flyer from science class. The flyer also informed students that they could get an abortion at any age without parent consent. The the handout listed other items that children did not need parental consent for, such as birth control as well as HIV and STD testing. The flyer encouraged sexting and advertised that condoms and emergency contraception could be obtained at any age. Livid parents contacted the school as well as Tacoma Public Schools. In a response obtained by the post-millennial, Eric Hogan, assistant director of secondary education at Tacoma Public Schools, said that the flyer was not part of the curriculum and should not have been sent home with Tacoma students. Well, that's fantastic. What happened with the teacher? Let's find out. Let's see if they say anything. So here was his letter. Uh, dated June 17th. Dear so-and-so, thank you for sharing your concerns regarding a flyer sent home with 8th grade students in science class at Stewart Middle School. This flyer was not part of our curriculum and should not have been sent home with students. We've checked with our middle schools, and this flyer was only distributed to to Stewart students. Sounds like you got a little problem there. What do you think? It continues, quote, This incident has been investigated in partnership with the district. Previously, Planned Parenthood taught within our schools and supplied the flyer that was distributed to students. We discovered a binder of curriculum materials that was left behind for an incoming teacher to use for this year, and this flyer was in the binder. Not realizing the flyer wasn't approved material, the teacher sent it home with students. Corrective action has been taken with this employee, which means they kept their job. They were just told, don't do it again. 
continues, Planned Parenthood is no longer giving presentations within our school, or schools, plural. To ensure that this does not happen in the future, we have removed any unapproved materials and informed our teachers and administrators to ensure that they have a clear understanding of what is included in the approved curriculum. On behalf of Stewart Middle School in the district, I sincerely apologize for this error. If you have any questions or concerns on this topic, please call or email at blah, blah, blah. Eric Hogan, Assistant Director, Secondary Education, Tacoma Public Schools. Sounds like you're all a bunch of morons, including that teacher. That teacher found that. That teacher thought it was appropriate, read it, gave it, copied it off, gave it to their students, brought it home. There's a lot of mistakes being made there. A lot of mistakes. It continued, after an investigation, Hogan said, previously, Planned Parenthood, blah, 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 and this just reiterates the entire article. Okay, and that's the point. Another huge berry on the tree of totalitarianism. And what's, what's happened? Well, we won't do that anymore. It was a mistake. Yes, Planned Parenthood used to teach there. They're an abomination, but whatever. Don't worry about it, ladies and gentlemen. Just go back to sleep, and we'll just get back to you know being immoral pieces of trash, and that's just what we do. Uh, again, you can even cut the limb, but that's not, that's not going to stop the berries from growing, is it? It really isn't. So there's that, which leads me to this. This is how you cut the root, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to have Vanessa Hurst back on because I want her to specifically describe the process of not just cutting the root, but her recommendations of how to get it done, the the blowback that uh, that occurs as a result of trying to get this done because this is not an easy process, but it is the process. If you're going to be dedicated to trying to keep Marxists and totalitarians out of a school district, there is a way. So I'm just going to read this. Again, this is this is her email to me along with a bunch of other information, and it certainly provides um, a much-needed focus and look at exactly what needs to happen here with countless school districts across the United States. And again, everybody who listens to this knows I'm a homeschool advocate. You know that. And I'm an advocate of charter schools and and, and, and private schools that do it correctly, that don't have all of this bureaucracy and this degenerate nonsense and, and whatever else. The public school game, however, is, is a different ballgame. Because again, you're talking about state, which is government. You're talking about school boards, which is government. You're talking about countless angles of government and all of that money and all of that nefarious influence. And please keep in mind, the word government is Greek for mind control. Meant mind govern, control. Okay, it reads like this, quote, June 1st was the Ignite Session, aka Working Session for the Nelson County School Board. This is not a decision-making meeting. The purpose is to discuss topics on the agenda and discussions will, and decisions will be made at the second meeting two weeks following. During the working session, Superintendent Wes Bradley addressed parent concern regarding teacher turnover at Nelson County Schools. Parents have been questioning turnover rates provided by the 
Kentucky Department of Education on their school report card website. Bradley claimed that the numbers of KDE were inaccurate and had Nelson County Schools HR Department assess their own data and come up with a, quote, more accurate number, unquote. Their number was 14% turnover compared to the KDE number of 31%. Do you see what happened there? That one paragraph could be an, an entire podcast episode that's an hour long. It's basic number manipulation. The Kentucky Department of Education takes a look at countless angles as to why individuals leave a particular school district. What they don't do is drill down that hole into the root, and neither does a local school district unless you have vigilant employees or vigilant outsiders, vigilant parents, vigilant data analysts, investigators, or just people who are literate and just know how to connect the dots. They've just cut the number in half. So now, a corrupt school district with a corrupt superintendent with a corrupt HR department took the state numbers of the turnover rates in their school district and divided it by two, essentially. So the so Kentucky's State Department of Education says 31% is the turnover rate in their county, and they went, no, 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 it's only 14. They're both bad numbers. A 14% turnover rate is awful, and that number's made up. That number's completely made up. So a superintendent walks into a HR department and goes, uh, okay, look, Kentucky says this, cut it in half. Just cut that number in half and then tell the public that it's half. Do whatever you can. See, the immorality is everywhere. It's up and down. It's, it's side to side. It's in and out. It's, it's throughout the entire tree here. That's the problem. Because all an HR department would have to do is go, I'm sorry, we, we base our numbers off the Kentucky uh, Department of Education, and well, that's just the way that it is. Well, you can't do that or else you lose your job. And then more people get threatened, and then bullying occurs even more, and so on and so on. Okay, I digress. Continuing here, quote, Also during this meeting, Bradley said people unfamiliar with the education system should be careful when providing numbers to understand their context. He then went on to note that in the first two to three years as superintendent, he could count on one hand the number of open record requests they received. Over the past six weeks, they've received nearly 60. That too, ladies and gentlemen, is not an accident. If you want open records requests, you do it because the district is hiding something. You know that they're hiding something, and if they're refusing to provide those documents, it's because they're hiding something. It doesn't take an investigator or a brain surgeon to figure that one out. That's the way that that works. See, citizens can smell totalitarianism when it starts to creep in. It takes some a little longer than others to figure it out, but they can still smell it. She continued, quote, he was quoted in the Kentucky Standard, Nelson County's local newspaper, quote, People are accessing information that has little context. They don't understand the structure behind the information. In today's world, it's so easy to pull it apart this way and that way, but not talk about it and have a conversation, unquote. 
He added, quote, The increase in open records requests is not only unfair to our employees, but it is completely unfair to children in the Nelson County school system, unquote. Again, your superintendent here, this is a superintendent who is telling parents to shut up. He's telling them all to shut up. That's what he's saying here. And now he's pitting children as being the abused ones in this entire situation. That if you're a concerned parent going after a corrupt, totalitarian, Marxist superintendent, so he's using kids against their parents now. You're hurting your children by asking questions, so just shut the hell up. You see, now we're getting down to the root of the tree of totalitarianism. It's not critical race theory. That's just a berry. This right here is the actual root of the problem. It continues. The Kentucky Standard article about the board meeting ends with a quote from Bradley. Quote, we are committed to recruiting and retaining those who will be best for our children. These conversations will only make us better and we are growing from them, unquote. That means, translation, we are committed to recruiting only those who believe in our Marxist-control communistic indoctrination, and we'll continue to do that until everybody just walks away and figures out that all you have to do is walk away from the school district and everybody who is in charge there will lose their job. That's what really has to happen. You want to uproot the tree of totalitarianism, ladies and gentlemen, everybody walk away at once. Don't go back. Everybody walk away at once. That's how you fix it. That's the fast way. This is the more surgical way. And this way certainly works as well. I'm going to continue. It continues here. Quote, First of all, she says, I was disappointed with the standard for letting him get away with these comments about open records requests. Open records are a newspaper's bread and butter. They are vital to keeping government agency operations transparent, and they keep taxpayers in the know about the inner workings of the institutions and their tax dollars that their tax dollars fund. I wrote a letter to the editor. I personally love letters to the editor. They are a dying art that offer a public forum to lively debate with the editorial staff and a place to call out public officials where they will usually see it because the smart ones read the editorial page. This letter made its way around the community on social media and I've had several people stop me and thank me for my frankness and bravery in writing it. I'm not brave, just fed up. And this is an excellent letter. This was dated on Tuesday, June 8th, and I'm going to read it and it's fantastic. Titled, Letter to the Editor, Public Deserves Openness. In the Sunday, June 6th edition of the Kentucky Standard, Nelson County Superintendent Wes Bradley was quoted saying that record requests by the taxpayers and concerned parents of Nelson County is, quote, not only unfair to our employees, but, it con- but, it- but it's completely unfair to the children in Nelson County, unquote. What Mr. Bradley has failed to understand is... The people requesting these records are not new to this. They're professional analysts, researchers, investigators, accountants, attorneys, 
and former teachers and administrators who all happen to be parents of Nelson County children. They've played this game just on a different field, and this time their own children's best interests is at stake. Maybe these parents wouldn't feel as compelled to look into open records themselves if the school district who prides themselves on transparency, community involvement, and having open conversations did these things effectively. I would like to add that open records requests only seem unfair to taxpayer-funded institutions who perhaps have something they don't want the general public to see. Vanessa Hurst, New Haven. Unquote. She's 100% right. The only reason someone would start to hurl insults about acquiring information is because that individual or group has something to hide. I thought you were in the education business. I thought the acquisition of factual knowledge was the point. Oh, wait, that's right. It's not the point for you, is it? It's not the point for totalitarians. That's not what, it's not the truth that fertilizes their roots, is it? It's lies. It's deception. It's criminality. That's what fertilizes and waters the roots of the tree of totalitarianism. Hatred, division, bullying, violence, those things. Intimidation, you get it. It continues, quote, more on open records. This was in her email as well. Quote, I have submitted three open records requests. Mine were less to do with the community campus merger, which has been the focus of many records requests, and more to do with the district's involvement in workforce development, talent pipeline management, and economic development within our county. In April 1st, requested all meeting minutes, agendas, and email correspondence regarding those three subjects. The records custodian and school board attorney granted part of my request in sending me meeting minutes and agendas, but claimed it would be a burden on their agency to produce the thousands and thousands of correspondence related to work-based learning. So I filed an appeal with the Kentucky Attorney General. The Attorney General gave them a time frame to respond to my appeal. This was Nelson County's district's response. And there's an entire letter. Uh, it's about two and a half pages long. I'm not going to read the letter, but it is a very telling letter. So the lawyer for Nelson County responded to that and basically reiterated the same thing. And they said, hey, look, there's just too much information here. We understand that Vanessa Hurst has uh, provided this information and you know she wants us to uh, create all this documentation and provide all this stuff. But look, it's just going to create too much time and too much effort and she needs to narrow her focus and narrow the words. Ladies and gentlemen, the words that she used to, re- to, to obtain the records request were things like work-based learning. If you, can't, if you can't find documents with those words in them and provide that documentation to the public, you're hiding something. It's that simple. So what would the lawyer say? Simple. The, the lawyer would look at them and say, well, we're not hiding anything. We're trying to be transparent. Ladies and gentlemen, if someone uses the word transparent, they're not being transparent. It's the dead giveaway. Look, we're, we're, we're transparent here. Uh, you know, we're, we pride ourselves on transparency, and, uh, you know, we're transparent. You know, I'll just keep saying it, and then, you know, you'll believe it. No. No. She can narrow her search, and she should, but they're probably going to get the exact same answer back, because right now, what are they in the business of doing? 
Right now, they're probably in the business of destroying their documentation. That's what most school districts do. And yes, they do that. If they can delete, ladies and gentlemen, if a school district can delete or a school building can delete a discipline referral that a teacher writes on a student who's remarkably violent, they can get rid of emails. They can delete that stuff. And they may already have deleted it, which is why they're not requesting any of this and saying, well, it's just too much work. They're assuming that you'll go away. The school district is assuming that people will quit. What the school districts don't seem to understand in America, and I've said this a million times, so here comes a million and one, is that school districts are made up with parents who send their children to those districts. Those parents are lawyers. Those parents are doctors. As Vanessa said, said herself, and she's right, they're data analysts. They're number crunchers. They're researchers. It's as if school districts don't understand that children have parents and that parents do these things for a living. Now, that shouldn't shock anybody any, either because, frankly, it, it creates a completely different angle to look at this. It just proves that government thinks that they are the parent and that the parent doesn't exist. She says, quote, here's my takeaway from their response. It is ridiculous. This is the, her takeaway from the lawyer's response as to why they aren't uh, complying with her records request. Quote, it is ridiculous to state anything about student emails. Sure, there may be thousands because 300 students are involved in the district's work-based learning program. However, those emails, the email of students, are protected from public access by the Families Educational Rights Protection Act. Under this federal law, no one can access the files, emails, photos, documents, transcripts, etc., without explicit permission from the parents of those students. Am I to believe that in the name of open records and freedom of information, Chip McKay, lawyer, and the Nelson County Schools were going to ask permission of the parents and guardians for me to view the emails of over 300 children? That is absurd. Legally, I can't. It's not even an option. Not many people even know that federal law protects that information. Perhaps the district board attorney is also unaware. That aside, sure there are probably plenty of emails and correspondences to sift through. They can take their time. I'll wait. I'm not going anywhere. She continues, quote, But I am not the only parent who has had open records denied, nor am I the first to appeal the denial. I haven't received a ruling from the AG yet. I'm hopeful it will be in my favor. If it isn't, I'll just narrow it down like they asked and submit one narrowed down request after another until I have what I'm looking for. One final note. There is one parent working on getting to the bottom of the teacher turnover numbers. This parent is a data analyst by profession. She met with Nelson County HR to have them show her how they came up with their, f with their formula for calculating turnover rates. She asked for the data and that they used and in a certain format and wanted to know and wanted to do an analysis on her own. She did and found that neither Kentucky Department of Education nor Nelson County was completely accurate. But it is still pretty bad for Nelson County. 
at around 24% turnover rate. That is horrible. That's horrible for any school district. She met with HR again to give them her formulas to use in the future and show them how she came up with her numbers. I've been working with her getting the same data from surrounding districts to get a full picture of how Nelson County stacks up against neighboring districts. She then met with Bradley because she also has been battling Foster Heights Elementary, uh, com- Elementary's complete lack of a grading system. That's right, Foster Heights did away with using their grades as a method to assess student progress. Bradley, the superintendent, told her she was trying to sabotage the school. So asking questions is sabotage. Only to those who are trying to carry out a plan that goes against what parents know is best for their children. Unquote. It can't get any more clear. This right here is the root problem. This is how you really go after the bureaucracy. Because you have to understand, while people are distracted by the berries on the tree of totalitarianism, oh look, critical race theory is bad. Of course it is. It's completely made up. It's a poisonous berry, and it's completely fake. It's one of those plastic berries. It's not even real. You can't even bite into it, but people are trying. They're trying to sell it to people, and there are people going, hey, wait, this is fake. Keep going. Go all the way through that through that branch. Go right to the trunk, and then go down into the trunk, and then get to the root of the problem. Vanessa Hurst and the parents of Nelson County are going after the root of the problem. This is the root of the problem. You have totalitarians not wanting to comply with open records requests, saying that it's not because they're hiding anything, saying that it's because they are transparent and they want to be transparent, saying this, that, and the other, because they think that you'll go away. They think you'll quit. They think you'll give up. History has shown that parents will quit and that parents will give up and, oh, well, we'll just... We'll just endure. We'll just deal with it. We'll just tell our kids it's awful. We'll just tell our kids this, our kids that. It's not an accident. And I'm applauding this move, by the way, on a grander scale. It's not an accident that countless news outlets now, who are filled with people who have never been educators before in their lives and don't understand the true corrupt nature of it, I'm glad they're all commenting on the berries. I'm glad they're all commenting on the occasional leaf on the branch. They're not getting to the root, though. Though Even those news organizations don't get to the root. This right here is what you have to do to get to the root of the problem. This is the root of the problem. You need to get lawyers involved. You need to get your own lawyers, I might add. You need to get your own lawyers who have no ties with the school district whatsoever. You need to get investigators involved, detectives, data analysts, and all you have to do is care. All you have to do is give a damn. If you care and you give a damn, then keep going. Keep going. They're going to intimidate you. Wes Bradley has already done that. He's already intimidated people to stop. Whether they be threatening phone calls, whether they be offering people positions, whatever it may be, this is what the totalitarian will do also. They'll give you a gift after abusing you, and they'll say, well, just open up the gift. Just come here and, you know, we'll give you a couple more gifts and, you know, we'll try to be friends with you and blah, blah, blah. No, they're just going to stab you right in the chest. So you have to keep fighting. 
You can't stop. You have to keep going because they're counting on you stopping, which means you have to cut the roots out. You have to tip the tree over, and then you have to fill the hole with concrete so that it never, ever comes back ever again. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.